Good morning, people of God. Oh, we can do better than that. Good morning, people of God. Oh, amen. I thought I'd try something new with this new year and show up on time. That was nice. Don't worry, that New Year's resolution will end before next week, so we're good. But Happy New Year! And special welcome to those of you visiting with us who are new, especially those of you who are coming to join us from Faith Lutheran Church. Uh, we had their final worship. Yes! You can tell we're excited. Uh, Faith had their final worship service this last Sunday afternoon, and uh, they're joining us moving forward. Those who wish to become, or at least learn more about who we are here at King of Kings and make their decision, uh, I know it won't feel the same, but we are blessed to have you with us in worship today. Uh, On two Sundays from now, January 21st, we're going to have an intro to King of Kings after our second service. So if you're interested in learning more about who we are, what we do, things like that, we'd love to have you come join us uh, in two weeks for that. Um, for those of you new to us this morning, my name is Pastor Dave Parker, and how blessed are we that we all get to worship together. For those of you online, welcome uh, and gr- invite you to grab some bread and some juice or wine following our time of confession this morning as we celebrate Holy Communion together. A few announcements for this morning. Now that we're on this side of Christmas break, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming, including uh, our 4th through 6th grade Fuse group and our 7th through 8th grade confirmation class, as well as having a new adult Bible study this Wednesday. So the kids meet at 6.30, we play games, uh, and then class starts at 7 o'clock for everyone. So you are all more than welcome to come join us as we begin this new year. Also, our Monday night unplugged worship experience starts again tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. It's a whole different message. We kind of transform the entryway into a worship space, uh, and it's different than Sunday mornings. So uh, if, if you're in need of a little more Jesus or just a, a, a different kind of uh, worship experience, we invite you to join us on Monday nights. Finally, along with the new year, we're doing a new thing. We invite you to join us next Sunday on the 14th in the Fellowship Hall following the 11 o'clock service. As we celebrate the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we're going to be assembling blessing bags. We did this uh, a few years ago, I think, about a year and a half ago. Uh, What a blessing bag is, is this. Uh, It is going to have things like a a Mylar blanket, a fleece blanket, a a hat, a set of gloves, socks, snacks, hand warmers, a devotional, a list of resources, and a note of encouragement from our kids here at King of Kings. So we're going to assemble those bags and then invite you to take one and keep it in your car. So as you come across uh, a, you know, a homeless person sitting alongside the road or whatnot, you can do more than just give them five bucks or, or just drive past. You can give them a, a, a bag full of things that actually could make a difference, especially as the weather is now getting cold again. So we're putting those together again next Sunday after our second service. So if you're joining us for the 9.30, come back at 11.45. We're going to put those together back in the fellowship hall and invite you to take those with you. Actually, nope. We're going to put them together and then have a blessing on the 21st and then invite you to take them with you. So, uh, you know, it's always good to have a blessing as well. All right. Let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the people you have around you sharing the peace of the Lord. Greetings. 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 
this greeting. I think Kelsey spiked my coffee, so more energy than I'm supposed to. Let us pray. Holy God, creator of light and giver of goodness, your voice moves over the waters. Immerse us in your grace and transform us by your spirit that we may follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Our gospel reading for this morning comes to us from the book of Mark. Kind of the fun part. This is an interesting time of the year because uh, this last December... I feel like we kind of had a, a, a day of Advent stolen from us because the, the fourth day of Advent was Christmas Eve and it just kind of got jumbled. And the same thing happened for the season of Christmas. So technically we get two weeks of Christmas, but with Christmas Day happening and then our first Sunday technically being the second Sunday of Christmas, now we jump into what's called Epiphany. And I wasn't ready for it yet. So which is why we still have our Christmas tree up. Okay? <laughs> so if you're confused at all, if you're one of those people who, who like your church seasons, okay, they messed it up and I'm messing them up because I want that Christmas tree up a little bit longer. So technically today is baptism of our Lord Sunday, marks the first Sunday of the season of Epiphany. But we also started with a Christmas song because, darn it, I wanted Christmas too as well. But our gospel reading for today comes to us from the book of Mark, the first chapter, starting in verse 4. I invite you to follow along on the screen. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So what we're talking about today here is a big deal. The baptism of our Lord. And I can't help but wonder how many people understand why this is such a big deal. Why Jesus' baptism matters. Or even why Jesus was baptized in the first place. Or maybe how our baptism is connected to Jesus, or why our own baptisms matter at all. These are the questions that, uh, I don't know, just get things messy 
right? When you sit and wonder all of this, at the same time, there's a lot going on. And then you consider all that we have going on in our lives, all the other things that steal our attention and our concern. The economy, the deeply divided government, an increasingly polarized culture, wars and rumors of of more wars. Not to mention we're still dealing with the effects of, of this pandemic. And that's just all on the global scale. At home, we're preoccupied with concerns about our kids or our grandkids. Whether uh, it be school or how they're handling life. We're concerned about jobs, getting back to school and college, or dealing with the loss of a loved one, or helping a parent struggling with health issues, a sibling struggling with an addiction, the prospect of finding a life partner, being concerned about our happiness or or our purpose in life, all of these and so much more are things that, that tend to weigh us down. All to say there are probably a lot of things that feel way more pressing than commemorating Jesus' baptism or remembering our own. But stick with me for a moment. And let's just see why this day is so very important. Let's kick off with uh, this question that sometimes haunts me. It's, it, maybe it's just because I'm a pastor, but, but the book of Mark begins by saying people were going to John in the wilderness to be baptized for the repentance and forgiveness of their sins. Which makes me wonder, at least, why did Jesus do it? I mean, don't we confess that Jesus was sinless? He was the spotless Lamb of God. He never sinned, and yet he goes to get baptized by John. Why? Well, it makes me wonder if maybe, just maybe, forgiveness isn't the only thing that baptism provides. It turns out none of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, answer that for us. Why Jesus was baptized if it was only about repentance and forgiveness. In fact, when we look at our reading again, and Mark tells us about the baptism of Jesus, what's most striking to me is that Jesus doesn't do or say anything. As Mark writes, he says this, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John of Jordan. And as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn open and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice from heaven, James Earl Jones, (laughs) saying, You are my son, my beloved, with you I am well pleased. You see what I mean? Jesus is totally passive throughout this whole thing. He, he doesn't have to say the right words. He doesn't need to accept God into his heart. He doesn't do anything but come back up out of that water. And I kind of like that. After all, this is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. This is kind of his, his starting point of his long and difficult journey toward Jerusalem and toward the cross. And so at his baptism, Jesus here doesn't do anything except receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and God's favor. And what an amazing gift that is. A powerful word of acceptance and identity and blessing and commitment where God says, you are mine and I love you. And I can only imagine how Jesus might have longed to hear such words. 
and how the, the how much strength he would have received from hearing those words throughout all of his ministry to come. How about starting off by hearing God say, I'm claiming you and I'll be with you all the time. Wow, what a start. I mean, don't we also yearn for that very same moment, for, for the heavens to be torn open and for God to say it so boldly that we can't confuse it? To hear him say, you are my beloved child and with you I am well pleased. Talk about acceptance and love and identity. Those are powerful words that shaped Jesus that day. And so we see in baptism that it's not only about repentance and forgiveness, but also about being the, given the promise of adoption into God's family and into God's love. It became something more that day. And now, to why all of this is important for us. Because the Bible also tells us that we have been given a baptism like Jesus. That we are connected and united with Jesus through this baptism. It's the same baptism. The one he got, we get too. Sure, it might look a little different. I mean, we're not in the dirty Jordan River, Duncan people, and in heaven, you know, the heavens being torn open in a James Earl Jones voice. It has to be James Earl Jones, right? That very same Holy Spirit comes to you. And even if you didn't hear it or see it, the heavens were torn open at our baptisms and the kingdom of of God came a little closer into our lives. And it's good for us to remember and recall our baptisms. Even if you were baptized as a... By by show of hands this morning, how many of you were baptized as a baby? A lot of people. So how many of you remember? (laughs) Okay, a couple of yes. Right? So maybe it's not remembering our baptisms, but remembering that we are baptized. Recalling that those moments happened for us. Because here's the deal. As much as we long to hear those words, they were given to you. On the day you were baptized, you you were given words like acceptance and identity and blessing and commitment. Which is why baptism is a life-altering thing. And like Jesus in our reading today, you didn't have to do anything. Which is why we we baptize babies. If you read the Bible, you will not find a single baby being baptized. But it's how we look at our relationship with God that, that has formed and shaped how we baptize. Because it's not about you accepting Jesus into your life. Baptism is about God accepting you into His. Did you hear that? Baptism is the promise of God accepting you. Whether you like God or not, whether you go to church every Sunday or not, whether you have said, I'm all done with you, God, God still says, well, I'm not done with you. Because I love you. In your baptism, God named you as his beloved child, not because of something you have done, not because of something you will ever do. God names you his beloved child because of who God is. A loving parent who wants nothing more than to see you, his beautiful creation, thrive and prosper. In baptism, God chooses you. 
God says you're already enough, that you're pleasing and deserve to be loved, and that identity of being God's beloved child, precisely because it's established by God, can never be taken away. You can't lose it. Doesn't that feel good? I cannot thank God enough for that, for all the times that I mess up and I say and do the wrong things in my life. It's so reassuring that I can't lose that love. Instead, God continues to come into your lives to call you beloved and blessed and promises once again to be with you and for you always. And that's the promise and identity that in turn helps you face all the challenges that I mentioned at the beginning of the sermon. I don't know if you know this, we actually have baptism of our Lord Sunday on the first Sunday of every year. I love it. Every once in a while, the first Sunday is actually the last Sunday of Christmas. But it's at the beginning of January, the beginning of a new year, we get a chance to hear a new message. Once again, retelling and remembering the baptism of Jesus, and at the same time, acknowledging that that same baptism is ours. And that we too, at the beginning of a new year, get a fresh start. In fact, every morning you wake up is a fresh start. That's the amazing power of this kind of baptism. Yes, it happened one time, but it happens every day. Every morning you touch water. That's a reminder. That's why we have baptism with water. So that every time you encounter water, you can remember your baptism. It's that big of a deal. Which is good for us to hear because whether there are problems at home or in the community, concerns about the world or in your personal lives, you can face whatever might be plaguing you with a greater confidence knowing that God has your back. Amen? How's that for making a difference in your life? This is why baptism of our Lord is so important for us to read and hear every year at the start. I mean, just think with me for a moment. All that's going to happen in this coming year. The decisions that will be made. Relationships started or maybe ended. The career changes. The schools entered. Illnesses endured. Challenges surmounted. Risks taking. uh, Love shared. So much life will come at us in these weeks and months to come. Some of it we may be ready for. Some of it we simply can't imagine, which certainly feels daunting until you remember the promises that are given to you in your baptisms. That forgiveness is there waiting for you so that you can try and, and, and risk and live The promise that God is with you throughout all of it. That God is walking alongside you, strengthening you, encouraging you, giving you enough grace to grow and to become. So here's where I need your attention. Because I know, and the reality is, life is still flying around our heads. Okay? So listen up, people. All of you here today, those of you online with us this morning, hear the voice of God through me say this. You are my beloved child. And with you, I am well pleased. 
don't know about you, but I'm pretty thick in the head, so I'm going to tell you one more time. Okay? Hear God say to you right now, you are my beloved child. That feels good enough right there, doesn't it? But he goes on. And with you, I am well pleased. Not even the person that you think you're supposed to be or hope to be one day, the person who you are right now, with you, I am well pleased. I have goosebumps. You can probably see it on the camera back there. Those are God's words, not mine. I just get to be the one to share them with you. Just like, like John in the, in the waters. Those, that wasn't John's power of forgiveness. That was God's power. John just got to be the one to do it. So I get to be the one to remind you today that amidst all that's going on in your life, you have been named and claimed by God. Powerful words that come from a powerful promise and blessing Words that can and will completely shape and strengthen you throughout this year to come. Words that matter way more than we we ever realize. These words, once spoken to Jesus, are now addressed to you. May you hear them. May you come to believe them. And may they shape your year to come. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we cannot thank you enough for the gift of this day. For this opportunity to worship together as as maybe a new family of faith here. For this opportunity to hear your word, to sing your praise, to be encouraged and to be challenged with what we learn here today, what we come to know and believe so that it might affect us in our lives. And maybe even more so, so that it might infect those who are around us. Because as we live into those promises that we are forgiven and loved and cherished, we get to give that to someone else and watch it change their lives too. Let that be our mission this year. Our word, if you will. That in our baptisms, you give us everything we need. And for that, we cannot thank you enough. We ask all this in God's holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. We join our voices. Oh, um, so I don't know if you noticed, I, I huffed that baptismal font all the way to the back. So here's what we're doing. On your way out today, I need you to remember, you need you to remember that you are a baptized child of God. And so as you are exiting out the sanctuary today, dip your finger in that water. Trace that cross that was once put on your forehead. And if it turns out you're not baptized, let's have a conversation afterwards because these promises are too awesome to not have in your life. But let us remember today, moving forward, that we are beloved just as we are. Amen? Amen. Amen. We now, uh, in response to the generosity and promises of God, we now receive our offering as our praise band shares their offering as well. Have you ever made a decision in your life and then uh, second-guessed it? Thought, well, maybe this is not the right thing to do. Well, that's the way I feel about this song. (laughs) But we're going to do it anyway because this is what we have, right?
All right, I got a job next week. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. I, I guess uh, I should just say the piece, you know, just have a great day. I invite you to stand as you are able. As we celebrate Christ embodied in human form, we pray for God's blessing for the church, the world, and for all of creation. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, Merciful God, please respond with, Receive our prayer. Let us pray. God of forgiveness, inspire wisdom and a spirit of proclamation in your church. Encourage us to live into the promises of baptism, working for justice and peace in all the world. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Renew your creation, God of thunder and mighty waters. Restore the rivers in which your children are baptized. Summon the stewards and caretakers of the land to cherish your good works. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Give strength to your leaders, God, who is present in every country and community. Raise up leaders committed to equity and healing. Grant them discernment and compassion as they lead in love. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Protect and cherish the most vulnerable among us, God of strength. Accompany those separated from family or hurting from broken relationships. Shelter our unhoused neighbors and any experiencing poverty. Care for the sick and suffering, especially those that we name now, either silently or out loud. Gordon. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Encourage this congregation, God who calls and sends disciples, Guide us in every accompanying, learning from, and serving our neighbors on the margins, following the example of Jesus. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to confess those times when we failed to live as God calls and invites us to. So I invite you to use these words along with me on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. 
And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. For those of you at home, I uh, invite you to take out your bread and wine or juice. Or for any of you who are worshiping or, sorry, communing from your seats, to take out your communion kits as we prepare to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, given and shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. At this time, I invite the deacons to come forward. Soon the ushers are going to come and uh, release you from your aisles, invite you to come forward. Uh, You'll come to the first person who's going to share the body of Christ with you. Uh, If you have a gluten intolerance, we do have gluten-free wafers. Just let your deacon know, and I'll come running. The next person is going to have the uh, the blood of Christ. We have uh, yellow grape juice or red wine, depending on your preference. Uh, And then after that, we invite you to consume those and return to your seats via the outside aisles where you can place your cups in the uh, baskets. Uh, If if there are any children who want to come forward who haven't yet learned about communion, uh, we would absolutely love to give you a blessing. And then, of course, talk about communion afterwards. So uh, for those of you at home or communing from your seats, the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you. For the rest of us, come, for all is ready. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. May you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Uh, I invite you to stand as you are able as we join our voices in our sending song of praise. Don't forget, on your way out, you dip that finger in that... It's actually warm water. It's quite comfortable. (laughs) But uh, remember that you have been named and claimed as God's very own. People of God, you are God's beloved and beautiful to behold. Amen? With that, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.